From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. So last week, you may recall, we heard from some Bloomberg tax reporters about what the IRS has on its to-do list for 2023. We're going to stay on that theme this week, but this time we'll be hearing not from journalists, but from a tax professional. Niles Elber is a member at the firm Kaplan & Drysdale, past chair of a committee at the ABA's tax section, and a fellow at the American College of Tax Counsel. He's keeping a close eye on the $80 billion infusion of cash that the IRS will be receiving and what that will mean for taxpayers. Elber spoke with Bloomberg Tax's Jeff Leon about how the new aggressively funded IRS will behave in 2023. He gets to what he thinks will happen in a bit, but first Niles talks about what he hopes will happen. You know, what we want, particularly, you know, I think those of us who, you know, spend our lives dealing with the service is that they're able to stick to their core mission and not get sidetracked as they have in recent years by having to administer uh, social programs. You know, there was the PPP loans, child tax credit payments, uh, and, and, you know, et cetera. Uh, that's my hopes what might actually happen. Um, the first thing that, you know, I would expect to see at the service is hiring. The ranks of the IRS top to bottom are severely depleted. You don't have enough revenue agents, you don't have enough appeals officers, you don't have enough revenue officers, uh, you don't have enough special agents, and you certainly don't have enough you know, customer service personnel. That's impacted every aspect of the agency. You know, the IRS knows this. Uh, they've been begging for funds for you know, many years now. Um, so that's the first thing. You know, part and parcel, Jeff, with hiring comes training. Uh, I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but there's been a, a significant depletion of seasoned IRS employees who were working with, you know, the agency for many years. They're gone. So, you know, I, I would certainly anticipate there's going to be a lot of that happening in 2023. Um, in addition to that, the IRS has been beaten over the head. Um, about, you know, the, the, the lack of customer service almost at every level. You know, there have been processing issues. There have been just pure, you know, communication issues. It's incredibly difficult, unfortunately, to get in touch, you know, with a customer service rep when you have a problem. And then along with that, um, you know, you've probably heard, because uh, it's certainly no secret, that there's a tremendous backlog of unprocessed uh, tax returns. And so the service, you know, in order to, you know, sort of get back on its feet, needs to take care of those unprocessed returns. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things that are going on right there. So what do you feel is the mindset at the IRS right now, especially with, uh, with the promise of new money and such like that? I mean, how do you feel that they're approaching things uh, now? Well, again, this goes back to the beginning, my hope versus wants, Jeff. Now, uh, I say this, you know, fully well knowing right now you have an acting commissioner, Chuck Reddick, who was the former commissioner, you know, stepped down in November. We have, you know, an acting commissioner. And, you know, just in terms, at least in my experience, terms of trying to run a large organization and, you know, the politics that come into play, particularly with respect to this government agency, um, it will certainly help to get a confirmed commissioner. But still, since you don't know how long you know, it might take to, uh, to get confirmation to go through, um, the organization, uh, I would certainly suspect, is doing a substantial amount of strategic planning. 
it is a tremendous amount of money. And you've got to figure out how to get the most bang for your buck. So you can't rush into anything. I am hoping that they are doing substantial strategic planning. And part and parcel with, you know, Trish is trying to figure out how to get the most bang for your buck is how also do you get the best talent possible? One of the downsides, you know, to having obviously to administer a government agency is that you can be challenged in terms of the, 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 the resources and the funds that you have available to bring in the talent that you would want. It, it, Jeff, it is paramount. Um, you know, we hear about it every day on TV, on radio. There's so much contention about um, you know the way the IRS operates. If you want to tamp that down so that the service can focus on its core mission, then the service needs to show competency. Um, they need to be able to get particularly the politicians in Congress to back down. Now, that is a very high hurdle to be sure, but that's what they need to do, and they can do it by showing competency. I mean, again, because of the political issues that are going on in Capitol Hill, you know, there are already efforts to undercut the annual budget, and, you know, there's the direct way of attacking it by passing laws that, you know, would reduce that funding, but there's sort of the indirect, you know, way of doing it, which is, you know, by just underfunding in the, you know, annual budget. Um, So, you know, they're going to have to make sure that they're showing that this, you know, this amount of money that's been allocated to them is used as effectively as possible. And yes, most definitely, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in the coming year, especially when it comes to the money, when it comes to what step, what happens next and what is going on with Congress as well. But um, taking a step back from uh, from the IRS, Looking at the the tax world a little bit more broadly, uh, what do you feel will be the big tax trends in 2023? Um, you know, I, I I think it's probably you know going to be very much driven by what the IRS um, you know decides to do. We're looking at you know an economy that potentially uh, you know goes into recession. When that happens, you know, it, it certainly impacts, you know, the, the way the tax system uh, functions. You know, there, there, there isn't necessarily, although I can't say that, you know, tax planning ever necessarily stops. If, you know, people aren't looking to, you know, try to find a way to offset or reduce, you know, income or gains, um, then, you know, tax planning itself can, you know, ratchet down. You know, there's not an insignificant amount of litigation, you know, that's going on right now that may have some impact uh, on various aspects of the tax system. I mean, take, for instance, say, you know, taxation or reporting of, of offshore assets. Um, there's a big case at the Supreme Court right now. This is the Bittner case where the court is going to have to decide in the case of a non-willful violation uh, of the FBAR rules um, what the appropriate you know penalty is going to be there's also a lot of litigation going on uh, in the area of the administrative procedure act the irs tends to do a lot of regulation uh, by notice as opposed to actually issuing um, you know regulations that you know might be required by statute so i mean i think that's going to be something we haven't seen 
I mean, there are always tax cases in a tax court. Um, you know, is it, fairly busy. Um, but I'm not sure that we've seen you know, the volume of significant, uh, you know, cases. I think that we're seeing right now that you know would re- have a real impact on the way the tax system operates. Um, crypto, notwithstanding the fact that you know cryptocurrencies have taken a bit of a hit, uh, you know, I would say probably over the last six months, it certainly seems that they're here to stay. Uh, more and more businesses are you know accepting of them. More and more investors are using. Um, or acquiring. And so, you know, is the current treatment that, you know, cryptocurrency is property, uh, is that really going to be the long-term position? If it changes, then, you know, you you have to shift gears. So uh, those are certainly trends that I think we're going to see, you know, in in, in 2023 that, you know, are going to be important to, you know, large numbers of uh, taxpayers and, and, you know, the important to taxpayers are certainly going to be important to the government. You know, as well, looking towards uh, the new year and everything like that, um, is there anything else that you'd like to mention that maybe we haven't uh, covered? Well, I mean, I think, you know, if we can talk just about enforcement uh, for a moment, Jeff. Enforcement is an incredibly important aspect of the taxism. I may be a tax lawyer. I may be a controversy lawyer. I may defend people who didn't pay their taxes. That doesn't mean I don't believe that everybody should pay their fair share so that the system properly operates. Now, there are certain steps the service has to take before it really is fully functioning. So, you know, what we're going to see and what's going to hit the news, particularly the tax press, it's going to be things like the conservation easement cases or captive insurance arrangements or, you know, promoter examinations, which, you know, sort of go hand in hand with one another. The service is going to want to make, you know, headlines where it can with crypto-related type criminal cases. And, you know, again, they've been pushing for a while employment tax cases, and I don't expect there's going to be, you know, any letdown there. Going back to, again, my theme of hope versus wants, uh, it would be nice to see the service in a real way move back towards domestic legal source type tax cases. We're talking about scams, embezzlement, just sort of garden variety fraud, Um, because you don't see a lot of that. And when it goes unchecked, you know, people will do what they will do. They will continue to go after you know, tax preparers in criminal cases because, you know, for every tax preparer um, who's you know, investigated, prosecuted, and ends up going to prison, there are thousands, often thousands and thousands of uh, individual taxpayers who no longer have you know, a means of underpaying their taxes. Offshore enforcement remains a priority. I think we'll still see you know, a fair bit of that. And then, you know, there are a number of other things that, you know, the service really has to move on to because, you know, uh, you know for every uh, aggressive tax strategy that they're dealing with now, there are, you know, several others that are still, you know, sort of flying under the radar uh, that, you know, they first got to find and then they've got to find a way to address it. You know, they're looking at multi-pension plans and they're looking at Puerto Rico Act 22 cases and, you know, uh, more than a handful of other, you know, aggressive you know, planning structures. And so, you know, we're, we're going to see them make efforts, but, you know, in the, in the you know, concept of you walk before you run, they've got to get the hiring done. They've got to get the training done. They've got to clean up their act 
and then you know they can move into other areas and you know try and you know bring you know the IRS and the system along. That was Kaplan and Drysdale's Niles Elber speaking with Bloomberg tax reporter Jeff Leon. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up to the news and the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. The website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz. Rachel Daigle is our editor, and our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is that legal? Why is that legal? Have you ever seen a big trial in the news and wondered, what's really happening there? Have you ever pondered the question, why are lawyers the way that they are? And how much money do they really make anyway? These are the things we live and breathe over at On the Merits, Bloomberg Law's weekly legal news podcast. On the Merits looks into the biggest stories playing out in the legal industry right now. And we feature the finest journalists covering the biggest legal stories from across the Bloomberg Law newsroom. You can hear it wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.